Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with all of our listeners again today. And we're thankful to have this opportunity to be with you each day, open up God's Word, study a little bit more, dig a little bit deeper, learn a little bit more, and grow spiritually. Since faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17, being in God's Word on a regular, consistent basis, oh, it's absolutely essential to our spiritual well-being, to our eternal life. We encourage people to study with us on a regular basis. If you're in the Omaha area, we encourage you to come and be with us in person at the Sunny Slope Church of Christ. Our church building is located at 3606 North 108th Street in Omaha. We have Bible classes every Sunday morning at 9.30, followed by worship at 10.30, and midweek, midweek Bible classes at 6.30 every Wednesday evening. Again, we encourage you to come and be with us, study with us, grow spiritually with us, worship with us, and let us be on that journey together to heaven for our, for our eternal destiny, our eternal life. Now, we want to encourage you to encourage everybody you can. And you know people in your life who need to change their focus in life. They need to start thinking about their relationship with God, about their souls, about eternity, because it's coming. Share these studies with them. Encourage them to listen, to search the scriptures. Share this information with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with everybody you can. And those who cannot listen all the time, we know that many listen virtually every day, but many people, they work or they have appointments to keep, they have busy schedules, they cannot tune in all of the time. But there's a way that you can listen every day to every lesson. Go to our website at churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. Scroll down the homepage to our podcast button, click on that, It'll only take you about one minute to sign up for our podcasting. Now, don't get scared. It's free. It will always be free. We never charge anybody anything to provide study materials for them. Our podcasting will always be free. We're not after people's wallets. We want to help people get to heaven. And when somebody signs up for our podcasting, search the scriptures Every single lesson, Monday through Friday, five days a week, will automatically go to their smart device, whichever one they choose. Their smartphone, computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whatever it might be. But they'll also receive a lot more. There's a great daily, short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day that we call today's Bible class. That's seven days a week. Gets us into God's Word for just a little bit every single day. They'll receive also all of our sermons, plus a Sunday morning Bible class and a Wednesday night Bible class. All of that for free. And on our website, churchofchrist.com, they can access and download and listen to hundreds of sermons, and more and more of those are being posted in video format as well as audio format. They can also access, download, read through, and study hundreds of scripturally based, spiritually focused articles, and in that way, grow spiritually as well. Now, if you would like a 
hard copy of this program today on CD, all you have to do is contact us and ask for it. It is free. We'll take care of the postage. We'll tell you how to contact us at the end of the program today. So have a pencil or pen and a piece of paper and be ready to jot that information down if you'd like to receive a CD of today's program. We're going to get back into our study about the existence of God. Now this is a series that we're breaking into sections. The first section dealt with morality. And in this series, we're looking at the compelling evidence of God's existence from a logical perspective. Or we might say, if you want to get more technical, and from, from the perspective of analytical thinking, analyzing what is the evidence, what is logical on the basis of what we can see and observe and recognize all around us. God exists. There's no question about it. In the first section that we studied through, we talked about morality and the fact of morality, that there is a basic law of morality or a basic moral law demands a moral law giver. And the only one who can be that moral law giver is God. Because left up to humanity, human beings, we're all over the place and our minds change with the wind. Governments would be included in that kind of a description because they're all over the place and they change their perspectives as time goes on. But God is constant. He is consistent. And God is the moral lawgiver. In this particular section, we've been looking at this for several programs now, we're talking about the broader concept of goodness. Without God, there is no standard of goodness. But we recognize that there truly is goodness, true goodness in our, in our lives and in the world, and so that requires the recognition of a basic standard of goodness. And again, that has to be God. James wrote in James 1 and verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. God is good all the time. God is genuinely good. Now, left on our own, we come up with subjective reasoning as to what we think is good. I, I really think chocolate cake is, is really good. But you know, there are some people who really don't care that much for chocolate cake. I don't understand that. Maybe they need therapy or something. You know, I'm being facetious. But you understand what I'm talking about. I think it's really good, but some people don't necessarily think so. Some people don't care that much for ice cream. I could eat ice cream just about every day. Now, I control myself and don't do that, but I, I could. Some people think certain books are good books, and other people, well, those books, uh, they, they just put them to sleep. You see, the comparisons go on and on, because all that has to do with subjective reasoning based on feelings, personal feelings what seems good to us individually, but that's different for different people. And even we ourselves, over time, change our minds about some of those things. But God is consistently good. He is always good. And what God pronounces to be good can be trusted to be genuinely good. 
all the time. God's word gives us the objective standards to confidently determine true goodness. We looked at, well, just a meager sampling of scripture references that talk about the goodness of God. When Jesus was approached by the young man who was wealthy, who came to him and said, good master, what good thing must I do to have eternal life? Jesus said, why do you call me good? There is one good, that is God. God is good. God is the good. And the best definition for goodness is God. The psalmist over and over and over and over again spoke to the goodness of God. Psalm 25 and verse 8, good and upright is the Lord. Psalm 86 and verse 5, for you, Lord, are good. Psalm 52 and verse 1, the goodness of God endures continually. And it goes on and on. And God is good toward everybody. Psalm 145 and verse 9, even those who don't believe in him, in that he blesses them with goodness on some basic levels, such as the sun shines on the good and the unjust. The rain falls on the good and the unjust. Jesus made that point. That's goodness from God. And that goodness from God ought to open their eyes and motivate them to believe in God and to come to God through Jesus Christ, his son, our Lord and Savior. Now, by contrast, mankind left on our own, we're not good. Romans chapter 3, verses 9 through 12 says there is none good. No, not one. Verse 23, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Galatians five uh, 3 and verse 22, the scripture confines all under sin. Again, left on our own. Romans 7 and verse 18, Paul said, I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. You see, left on our own, we're not good. We need God's goodness extended to us through salvation, forgiveness of our sins, salvation through Jesus Christ, as we're baptized into him for the remission of our sins, in order for us to be counted good by God. Without God, we wallow in sinfulness. And as we've emphasized in Romans 6 and verse 23, we see the bad and the good. Left on our own, as we said, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Romans 3 and verse 23. Romans 6 and verse 23, the first part of that verse says, the wages of sin is death. There's the bad. The rest of the verse says, but the goodness of God is eternal. I'm sorry. <laughs> But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And there's the goodness of God. Both the bad on our side, left on our own, because we're sinful, and that brings death. And then the converse of that, or the opposite of it, is the goodness of God, which offers us eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Forgiveness through Christ. I want us to look at Romans chapter 5, and look at that text that oh so vividly demonstrates 
God's goodness toward us as sinful people left on our own. In verse 6 of Romans chapter 5, For when we were still without strength, in due time Christ died for the good people? No, we've seen. Left on our own, we're sinful. And the wages of sin is death. When we were still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. There's the goodness of God. While we were still lost in our sin, the goodness of God was exhibited in sending his son as our savior to die on the cross to pay the price for the guilt of our sins. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, the text goes on, we shall be saved from wrath through him. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled, enemies of God because of our sin, we were reconciled to God, brought back into a right relationship with him through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. The goodness of God sacrificing his son on the cross for our sins. And then verse 11, and not only that, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received the reconciliation, brought back into a right relationship of God, if we will come to him through Jesus Christ. Oh, God vividly demonstrated his goodness and his love for us, by sending Jesus to that cross as the perfect one time for all time sacrifice, not for his own sins because he did not sin, but for our sins. When Jesus sent the apostles into the world as he was ready to ascend back to heaven, after his death on the cross, his resurrection from the tomb, and his appearing for a period of 40 days before multitudes of individuals, hundreds and hundreds, showing that he was risen from the dead as he was ready to ascend back to heaven. The goodness of God still shined forth in Jesus' instructions to the, to the apostles. And they're our instructions today as well as we are followers of Christ, true Christians. He said, go into all the world, preach the gospel to all creation. He who believes and is baptized shall be saved. He who does not believe shall be condemned. What does the word gospel mean? He told the apostles, and again, that's our commission today. We call that the Great Commission. We're to preach the gospel to everybody, everywhere, in every generation. What does that word mean, gospel? The word literally means good news. What kind of good news? 
good news of forgiveness and salvation and eternal life through Jesus Christ. There is no better news that we could possibly hope to hear or receive than the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Forgiveness, salvation, eternal life through him. And that is a message of good news that is extended, offered to everybody. In Romans 1 and verse 16, the Apostle Paul wrote, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. The goodness of God offers that forgiveness, that salvation, that eternal life, that redemption to everybody who will come to him through Jesus Christ, repenting of their sins, confessing their faith in Christ, and being baptized into him for the remission of their sins. So the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse them of the guilt of their sins. You talk about good news? No news that this world on its own offers us even begins to remotely compare to the good news of God through the gospel of Christ. In Romans 10 and verse 15, And how shall they preach unless they are sent, as it is written? How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Some people don't like to hear the gospel preached or taught. They don't want to be bothered with God's word. But they need that good news that that message holds for them. God is communicating to them the best news that they could possibly hear and receive and respond to in a positive way through the gospel, through his word. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 21, the apostle Paul wrote to the Christians in that particular congregation, test all things, hold fast what is good. Now we've talked about how from a subjective perspective, what we think, what we feel, what seems to us to be good, we make all kinds of mistakes, don't we? Things that we think are good, they're not good. Things that seem to be good at that moment, we find out later, boy, did I make a mistake. And it covers a wide gamut of experiences. We need to test. We need to test all things. It's like eating fish. We've got to pick out the bones and eat the meat. We have to test all things, whatever this world might present us with, because the devil is behind a whole lot that this world present, presents us with. Hold fast what is good, what is truly good. Those things wherein we see the goodness of God. Remember, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, 
with whom there is no variation or shadow of turning. When we look at 3 John, there's only one chapter in that short letter. Verse 11, John the Apostle wrote, Beloved, do not imitate what is evil. A whole lot of people are caught up in imitating evil, aren't they? We see it all around us. It's almost overwhelming at times, it seems. John says, do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God, but he who does evil has not seen God. Now, there are a lot of people who believe that they're good people, but they're not walking in the ways of God. To truly be good, we have to be with God through Jesus Christ. And so we need to not imitate what is evil. If we're caught up in sinful lifestyles, that's evil. That's not good. And we're not therein living a good life. We need to hold on to what is good. Imitate that in our lives. As we do good, true goodness, then we are of God. But if we're living in sin, if we're living in evil, we're not walking with God. What does James say in James chapter 4 and verse 7? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. How do we do that? The next verse says, draw near to God. Walk with God and there's no place for the devil in your life. Hmm. Third John chapter, chapter 1 verse 11 again. Do not imitate what is evil, but what is good. He who does good is of God. He who does evil has not seen God. And then we look at one more verse of scripture. Isaiah chapter 5, and, and I'm sorry, chapter 10. Isaiah chapter 5 in verse 20. And here the prophet wrote, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. That is an astounding reality in our world right now, in our country right now. There are people who call good evil and evil good. They've got it upside down, backwards, inside out. They're not walking by the guidance of God's word. They're doing what they want to do. They're going by their own subjective thinking. And that's not reliable. We need the objective standards of God's word to guide us in true goodness. And the fruit of our lives will demonstrate whether we are living good lives or bad lives. Let's come to God. Let's pray. Father, help us to walk with you so that we can be good in your sight and as a good example in the eyes of the people all around us. Help people turn away from evil. Help them to see the evil in their lives as being evil and to come to you 
so they can be good through Jesus Christ. Please, Father, forgive us of our sins. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.